Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is BehindTheSteelCurtain.com co-editor Dave Schofield coming at you with another nerdy edition of the Steeler Stat Geek. It's not that nerdy. It's really not. It's just some good fun numbers and some other things to go along the way. But I am here coming at you. It's Thursday morning. This is when I come at you, except I got to say this. It's not going to be Thursday next week because Thursday next week, that's game day. And we're going to change up some stuff, do some game day things. You're not going to get to hear me preview the Baltimore Ravens. And you're like, oh, great. So we don't have to listen to Dave before that. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad. I'll probably do it more from a from a perspective, you know, past perspective thing, maybe do something else a little bit stat geeky because we're going to push that show to the weekend. It was my idea to do this because I felt that we had other content that really needed to go on game day when it comes to the podcast and everything. So that's for next week. So stat geeks will be coming at you probably over the weekend, Saturday or Sunday, somewhere in there. Um, I know Jeff decided, uh, well, we all decided Jeff has the schedule. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. I probably should have looked at that beforehand, but, uh, but then we'll be back on the next Thursday, ready to go for the rest of the season. So let's hit some numbers. We're going to kind of do the rundown of the show, how we have been doing. We're going to look at last week's game, some numbers with that. Going to answer a user question. A user question. I keep saying user like it's a like we're talking about a, um, doing a, a software thing. A listener question. That's what we're going to say. Uh, these came. This one came via Twitter. I put that. I put it out on Twitter today. About um, not today. Um, put it out there on Wednesday for Thursday morning's show. Although it is being recorded late on Wednesday. That I, does anyone have a question? A good stats question. And I, I got several. And I'm just going to answer the first one that came to me. I'm going to try to get to the other ones. They were some pretty deep stuff. I'm going to have to dive into them a little bit more. So actually, I really want to save those for the next show, which will be um, over that weekend time because of what we're going to be looking at. With um, We won't have a, a game to preview because... I'll be previewing it on the next show because I'll have two shows in there before the next game. So that's when I'm going to answer the rest of the questions that I got. So we'll do that one. Then we're going to look at this journey to Jacksonville. And the title of this episode is the joy of journeying to Jacksonville. And you're like, Oh, and uh, when Brian Anthony Davis is like, well, should, should we italicize joy because you're being sarcastic? No, no, we are not italicizing joy traveling to Jacksonville is a good thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just trust me, we're going to look at those numbers here after a bit. But we don't want to get ahead of ourselves too much because, of course, we'll look at the overall ranks that we've been doing um, with with these games just to kind of see where the two teams compare. But first things first, we're going to dive into this past week, and I can't get over some of these numbers. I can't get over some of these numbers. I keep going on and on about them. Some people are probably tired of hearing about me saying it, but I'm still going to say it. My goodness, there are, there are, to me, there are three key statistics other than the score that kind of sum up the Pittsburgh Steelers' day against the Cincinnati Bengals in Pittsburgh. 
You know the one for sure, because I've said it so many times. If you listen to any of my other podcasts already, then you know it. If this is the first time you're tuning in or read or didn't see it from reading on the website with my numbers article the day after the game, here it comes. It's 0 for 13. My goodness. If you can go 0 for 13 with holding a team to that on third down, then you're going to be in excellent, excellent shape in the NFL. I mean, those are the those are the downs that either extend drives or teams get off the field. Now, the Bengals did go forward on fourth down three times, one of which scored them a touchdown, another of which technically was a um a fake punt, which doesn't, you know, that goes against the defense, but really was against the special teams. And the other one I'm pretty sure was what ended the first quarter, the first half. I, I can't remember for sure. I probably should have had that more in front of me, but I, I don't. But that didn't, um, that they didn't get it on fourth down. Um, it might not have been the one that ended the first half. I can't remember the other one, but I remember it was a long fourth down and they didn't get it. I remember that at some point. Um, that might have been, that might have been in the fourth quarter. And, and uh, and they were out of sight of field goal range and all that good stuff. I'm not really sure. But if you look back at it and you want to know what's going on, the reasons that number is so great, in my opinion, about that third down, one, it was a point of emphasis. It was a point of emphasis. Here, let me, if you can hear the papers rustling, this is me going through my crazy stats notebook. The point of emphasis for the Steelers was getting off the field doing better on those third downs, not giving up the long third down play, things of that nature. Not only that, they were going up against a Cincinnati offense that their pass offense was top 10 in the NFL going into the game. Cincinnati's passing offense, top 10 in the NFL. So when you can hold a passing offense that's top 10 in the NFL to no third down conversions in 13 tries, that's a good day for the defense. That's a really good day. Okay, so that's one number that is huge in my mind. The other number, it's that plus two. Not just that it's plus two, but how it was plus two. The Steelers were plus two in the turnover ratio margin, however you want to call it. Technically, it all means the same thing. Different people use different terms. I like turnover margin. That's the best one. So they were plus two because they had two takeaways no turnovers. Those no turnovers. Got to love building on that. Taking care of the ball, not having to worry about such things. Um, getting teams, giving teams another opportunity. Then the Steelers had to take away on special teams early. You know, they got a first down, then they had to punt, got the turnover on the punt return, and then got the field goal out of it. Uh, Cincinnati was, was trailing it during every offensive snap of the game because they were already down three to nothing when they took their, their first snap and they were never ahead or even tied from that point on, which is, which is a, a pretty good thing, but that's not what my third number is. Now I have to remember my third number. <laughs> so they, the third down conversions, I know what it is in case you're wondering the, the, the turnover margin. My the other ones is plus four. Yes, I would have liked to have the, for the Steelers to have more than four sacks against Jack, uh, Jacksonville. I'm I'm already moved on to the next week against Cincinnati. That would have been great, but they they had they got more than what the average was that they were giving up. It's, uh, Cincinnati had been giving up three and a half per game. The Steelers got four. 
There you go. Um, but it was just a good all-around defensive effort. The, the the better part of that is that the Steelers didn't give up any sacks. None. You know, kept Ben Roethlisberger clean, you know, t- took a couple hits here and there, but never got sacked. That's what you kind of want out of out of a performance like this. So all in all, this is good stuff. Now, a couple of other numbers to throw out there. This this is you could say this is concerning or not. It's let's see if you're if you're looking past the Jacksonville Jaguars, you probably think that this is a great number. But don't look past the Jacksonville Jaguars. Just don't do it. Don't do it. You got trouble with that. But the Steelers in their last two home games have scored a total of 56 points. 56 points. That's 28.5 average per not not scored. That's how much they've won by. I'm, I said it wrong. They've they've won by 57 points. So that's an they've won by an average of 26.5 points per game. Man, I'm starting to get this all confused. All right, hopefully we got this. Here, here we go. Moving on. The problem is their last three road games, that three game road stretch, they won by a total of 12 points. Now I know they were playing two quality opponents in going to Tennessee and to Baltimore, but they also went to Dallas. But that's a place they struggle. But that's they're, they were only winning those games by uh, an average of four points. So if you're thinking about that and you're like, well, if that's what's happening on the road, yeah, the Steelers might be favored by 10 points. Don't, I wouldn't put all my eggs in the basket of the Steelers, you know, covering such a large point margin on or point spread on the road, just because it's kind of what they do. I don't know. Maybe they'll come back and, and show us. Maybe they got some things fixed. Loved what that they got the third down defense fixed so much. So much so that that does give me some hope with the running game. Coach Tomlin was talking about how it was important. The running game is not up what it, to what it needs to be. We've heard it. If you're, unless you cry from underneath the rock, then you're a Steeler, you know, f- from the week and you're a Steeler fan. You've heard about the Steelers needing to improve the run game under 50 yards each game, the last three games, uh, you know, against teams that are in the very bottom of the league in, in rush defense. But if you want to know a little bit more as to why that's going on, go to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, check out the article that Jeffrey Benedict and I had out together. It's called Steelers Vertex. You can just Google Steelers Vertex, and it's going to come up in Google. Um, that's V-E-R-T-E-X. Steelers Vertex, you go to that. Jeffrey Benedict and I, we talked about the stats and then the film behind the the Steelers running game um, since Tennessee, basically the last four games and what's happened, what teams are doing, what the Steelers might need to do about that. It's not the inside running game. It's the outside running game. If you're a big podcast person, you're like, I don't have time to read articles. There is a new feature on the website that – that if you go to the article, you can actually play the article where it will read it to you. So that's pretty interesting um, if you wanted to just hear it. But that's a bigger breakdown of that. But with Coach Tomlin saying, we've got to get this straightened out, I believe that that's something they're going to keep working on, just like they did the third down defense and how you saw such a big difference. Are we going to see it this week? Maybe. Are we going to see it against... Baltimore the following week, maybe. 
I say in three weeks from now, you're going to see the Steelers running the ball a little bit better. I think you might see a little bit different stuff out of the offense with it. It might take them some time to get there, but I think they will. And I think it's important because right now, yes, they're 9-0. and That's the only number that matters, the nine wins, the zero losses. But the last thing you want to do is all of a sudden be rolling along and say that one time we couldn't run the ball at all and it came back to bite us and you lose a game, especially if you're already talking about the postseason by the time that happens. You don't want that one thing that you know is a problem for a long time to come back and get you at the worst time. The time to fix it is when things are going well. Um, That's still a great time to fix it. So with that, let's get to this user question. Because this one was pretty interesting, I have to admit. Um, the the other ones I got, man, they were tough. They're not tough, meaning they're going to take some some time for me to compile, which is no big deal. I'll try to do it for the next time we get together. But what it was this time was I want to make sure I'm giving the credit uh, where credit is due, and of course, everything reset on me. So I've got to try to find my question again. It came from Tanner on Twitter. The Twitter handle is M-I-N-I-S-I-M-I, woo, 29. And his question was, how does Chase Claypool compare to the rest of his draft class stats-wise? So I'm like, all right, I can do that one. Um, nice little light thing to look at after, after 10 weeks of the NFL season. I looked at this just as wide receivers, of course. But just to answer it real quick, Chase Claypool has exactly 500 yards receiving on the season. That puts him fifth among NFL rookies at wide receiver. He's got 35 receptions. That puts him at fourth among rookie wide receivers. I looked at the yards per reception. Now, this isn't always as important because, you know, are are you getting the big plays or not? It's not as big of a deal for me because, I mean, if you're that that receiver that's that's catching the short, hard passes, I mean, what I should have looked up, I wish they would have had better stats and how I really had it, is how many first down receptions, because th- that's a little bit more important. I would much rather have a three-yard reception on third and two than I would a 15-yard reception on third and 19. I think you all can understand why that's so much more important. But anyway, Chase Claypool ranks... Uh, 11th in yards per reception of rookie, rookie wide receiver. Not rookie. Yeah, Chewbacca. Sorry. Um, rookie wide receivers at 14.29 yards per reception. That has him 11th. But if you filter out receivers that don't even have 10 catches on the season, that would bump him all the way up to 7th. But here's the big one. Saved it for last. Receiving touchdowns, 7. That's first. And the next closest is four. He's got almost twice as many receiving touchdowns on the season. And remember, he's also got the two rushing touchdowns as well. Nine touchdowns for the rookie. So that is that is the strength of it. He's doing well with everything. Um, and honestly, I, th- I think that's a pretty good measuring stick because if you're finding the touchdown zone, shout out to Brian Anthony Davis, you're going to be in really good shape. So... We're going to go ahead and take a quick break here because we want to dive in to that joy of journeying to Jacksonville. What does it mean for the Pittsburgh Steelers to journey to Jacksonville? How do they generally do there? And what do we expect from this matchup? So stick around for this real quick break. We'll be right back at you right after this. 
Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the Steelers Stat Geek. This is Behind the Steel Curtain co-editor Dave Schofield, ready for some numbers, ready to talk about this big matchup. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Woo! I'm so excited. I can't keep things out of my throat. This is great. So before we dive into what we generally run down, <coughs> pardon me, when it comes to where these teams rank, on offense and defense and some of the key statistics like stats and t- stats, sacks and takeaways that I like to break down because um, I think those are really telling. Let's look at what about these Steelers going to Jacksonville? Some people are like, oh, they got to go to Jacksonville. People forget. Remember the nickname? This is Heinz Field South. This is where Steelers fans generally take over. Now, in the in the year that is 2020 in the COVID environment, it's going to be really interesting to see how many Steeler fans are going to be in the stadium. I know there's going to be some fans, but I don't know what to expect. There might be a lot. There might be a few. I'm talking percentage-wise because there's not going to be a lot of fans there regardless. We'll see on Sunday how that ends up working out. But how do the Steelers do when they travel to Jacksonville? Because a lot of people are are – pushing that narrative of Steelers don't play very well against the Jaguars. Steelers don't play very well against the Jaguars. You know what? The Steelers don't play very well at Heinz Field against the Jaguars. So just hear me out. I'm going to go back to the 2007 season. We're going to go with the Mike Tomlin era of how the Steelers and Jacksonville Jaguars match up. And this is going to include the playoffs. Yeah, and that's part of the problem is including the playoffs because we already know since Mike Tomlin, two different times the Steelers have fallen to the Jacksonville Jaguars at Heinz Field in the postseason. So we already know we're going to be two losses there. So let's not let's not keep the suspense anymore. At Heinz Field, the Steelers are one and four against the Jaguars since 2007. One and four. I will tell you this. They did cover the spread one time because they were they were underdogs at home. That game was actually the playoff game. That they were actually uh, two and a, two and a half point underdogs um, in the 2007 season. It was January 2008, and they lost by two. If you can remember that game, so that's kind of interesting, but. If you take out the two playoff losses and you look regular season, it's still one and two. Um, the only win the Steelers have at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars was in 2011. And the thing that's interesting about that, the Pittsburgh Steelers went into that game favored by 12 and a half points. You heard me. They were favored by 12 and a half points points. They end up winning the game 17 to 13. They won by four. So they didn't cover. So the one win, they didn't even come close to covering the one win that they had against the Jaguars at Heinz field under Mike Tomlin was a game. They were supposed to win by multiple scores and they won by four. So that's how that goes. But guess what? They're not playing at Heinz field this week. They're playing in Jacksonville. How are the Steelers? In Jacksonville under Mike Tomlin? How about 3-0? That's correct. 3-0. They won in 2008. They won 26-21. 
They won in 2014. That was 17 to 9. And they won two years ago in 2018. That was 20 to 16. That's the infamous game of the Steelers. We're down three points. They were in scoring range. You thought for a second that Ben Roethlisberger might have thrown an interception in the end zone, but there was three, there, well, one penalty call, but it could have been one of three things. It was with Ryan Switzer. It could have been a hold. It could have been a pass interference. It could have been a face mask. They went with the pass interference. So Steelers had the ball first and goal. If you remember, with seconds remaining, Ben Roethlisberger dives into the end zone for the victory. So that was one they they squeaked out. And it's funny, they did not cover the point spread on that one. That was a push. They were favored by four. They won by four. But the other ones they covered. So the Steelers generally do better, especially under Mike Tomlin, in Jacksonville than they do in Pittsburgh against the Jaguars. Kind of crazy that it works out that way. So now you're let's look at this. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they are one and nine. One and nine. Sorry. They are not yet. We hopefully they'll get to be one and nine after this week, but first they got to play the game. They are one and eight. They have eight straight losses. They won their first game of the season against the, why can I not remember the Indianapolis Colts? Yes, I knew it was the Colts. I couldn't remember the city. I almost called them the Baltimore Colts. Yee. So um, they, they beat the Colts the first game of the season. And they've lost eight straight. Now, since their bye week, they've played two games since their bye. They've been doing a little bit better. They they lost close games. They lost by two at home to Houston. They then they lost um, they lost by four to this past week against Green Bay um, in a in a pretty interesting game there. So the Jaguars, believe it or not, they've been playing better on the road this past season. Um, Kind of had some of their worst losses. Um, I'm pretty sure we're, we're at home. But let's look at how the, these stats match match up. Um, what's crazy is how close these two teams are when it comes to offense. They are extremely close when it comes to their offense where they rank in the NFL. For example, pass offense. Pittsburgh Steelers rank 18th at 243.2, where which is 200, sorry, 243.2 yards per game. I should spell that out. Where the Jacksonville Jaguars rank 19th at 240.4 yards per game. So 18th and 19th are their rankings. So there's that. Then you kind of got, let's, okay, well, they're extremely close. What about the rushing offense? Pittsburgh Steelers, 24th in the NFL, 101.8 yards per game. Jacksonville Jaguars, 26th in the NFL with exactly 100 yards per game rushing. So pretty close there too, only off by a, less than two yards and only two rankings apart. Yes, there is a team rank between them. But part of the reason for that is, well, you're going to see this in the next one. This is where you get a little bit of separation. So slight advantage to Pittsburgh in the offense. Uh, But remember, this offense hasn't had to go crazy yet this year. They've done well, but um, this is the one I always do is yards per attempt in the rushing game. The Steelers go down to 27th in the league. So they are 24th in rushing yards, but they're 27th in yards per attempt of 3.85. 
Jacksonville, who was 26th when it came to rushing yards per game, jump all the way up to ninth place of 4.5 yards per carry in the rushing game. But you're like, whoa, why such the big discrepancy? They have 200 rushing attempts on the season. That is the fewest in the NFL. Now, granted, it's only by one, but that is the fewest in the NFL so far through week 10. So they're not running the ball as often as other teams. It's not that they're not running it well. So that's why their yards is down. And a lot of that is because they're they're needing to get back into games. So that's the offense. Very evenly matched statistically. Then, well, let's look at total offense. The Steelers are 24th in the league at 345 yards. Um, Jacksonville's 25th in the league with 340.4 yards. So there they are. So then we look at the defense. And here, I'll give you the totals first, because then you're going to see why there's a big discrepancy. Pittsburgh, 318.1 yards per game, sixth in the NFL. Jacksonville, 415.5 yards per game, 31st in the NFL. There's your discrepancy in this game. So when it comes to pass defense, the um, the Steelers are fourth in the league, holding their opponents to 211.3 yards per game. Jacksonville was 30th at 283.9. Then you've got the rush defense. The Steelers, you know, they had a couple weeks in there. They're interesting. And then last week, that fake punt kind of cost them and stuff, or else they would be even better. But at 106.8, they're ninth in the NFL. Jacksonville, 131.7, 25th in the NFL. So once again, you're looking at a team that is in the bottom quarter of the league when it comes to rush defense that the Steelers are going up against. So we'll see how they do. Um, see if they can get that going at all. Um, is it nice to get their running game going? Yes. What's more important is to get the victory. So, but, so, but if you look at yards per attempt, the Steelers are tied for 14th. They give up 4.35 yards per attempt, where Jacksonville is pretty close with this 16th at 4.36. They're only off by 0.0. One, and the reason it's 14th to 16th is because somebody else is tied with Pittsburgh um, in that 14th spot. That's the only reason there's a separation there. So that's per attempt. But when you're talking about yardage, Jacksonville's given up a lot of yards on defense. Pittsburgh, not so much. So that's why Pittsburgh's sixth, Jacksonville's 31st. So let's look at these couple st- key statistical points that I like to look at each week before we finish it up. So some of these, I love these because they're my favorite. Let's look, let's look at where the Steelers are the worst out of these things that I look at. Sacks, sacks surrendered, takeaways, and turnovers. The Steelers' worst rank in the NFL out of all four of those statistics are in the turnover department. They have eight turnovers on the season, which has them tied for fourth best in the NFL. Yes, that's their worst. Okay, turn the ball over. Tied for fourth. Yes, that's fantastic. Jacksonville turns it over a little bit more. Is it terrible? They're tied for 19th. They have 12 turnovers in the season. So they are, you know, giving up a little bit more, but not not terrible. They're just into the second half of the uh, of the league. You know, just, you know, 17th would be the, you know, the beginning of the of the second half of the of the league and they're tied for 19th. So let's look at the next Worst one for the Steelers. How about sacks surrendered? The Steelers have surrendered 10 sacks on the season. That's second in the NFL. 
second in the NFL in sack surrendered. And yes, I'm only two statistics into this. So you know what's going to be happening with the other two. Jacksonville, they are 28th in the league with 28 sacks surrendered. So hopefully that's something they can exploit because the Pittsburgh Steelers, as we all know, are first in the NFL in sacks with 36. 36. So between Jacksonville being 28th with surrendering sacks and the Steelers being being first with sacking the quarterback, hopefully the streak continues. They can maybe they can um get, get to the quarterback some this weekend. But here's the other one. Remember, the Steelers are second in the league with sacks surrendered. Jacksonville, they are dead last in the NFL with the number of sacks they've had this season. They've only, they only have nine sacks on the season. Nine. They've got they've sacked the quarterback nine times in nine games. They are averaging one sack a game, and that is dead last in the league. Just to round everything out, the Pittsburgh Steelers are also first in takeaways in the NFL. Uh, they have the same numbers as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but Tampa Bay has one more game. So, therefore, the Steelers are ahead of them because of that reason. Uh, with 17 takeaways on the season, uh, Jacksonville has nine. They are tied for 24th. So, when you're looking at those key statistics of taking the ball away, taking care of the ball, surrendering sacks, and sacking the quarterback – Big advantage there to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And honestly, I believe this is part of the reason why they're having the success that they are this year. So those are the numbers to break it down. Remember, this is this is the joy of journeying to Jacksonville. Uh, the Steelers are favored by 10 points. Um, the most they've been favored in Jacksonville under Mike Tomlin. And I could check real quick to see if they've ever been favored by more than that. They have been favored. Um it, by by more than that in Jacksonville one time, and that was back in 1995. We don't want to talk about that because they ended up not winning that game. So, <laughs> so, but that's that's. I mean, Kevin Colbert wasn't even part of the Pittsburgh Steelers then. Let's not even worry about that one. So, this is something that that's for them to be favored by so much um, in Jacksonville. They generally play pretty well there. Don't take it for granted. You you. You can't take any game for granted as part of this win streak. So Steelers fans, stay focused on Jacksonville. Pittsburgh Steelers, stay focused on Jacksonville. Get down to Florida. Get the win. Get out of there healthy and get back home. Then worry about what's coming up because it's a short week. So I just want to thank you so much. Just wanted to say again, quick programming note. Stat Geek will not be airing next Thursday because that is game day. It will happen later in the weekend, and then it will be back to Thursdays from that point on. I want to thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you are checking out all of our audio and podcasts, and even if you get a chance to jump on a live show on YouTube. Those are great if you haven't had a chance to do that. Lots of people come on there and say, hey, this is my first time, and they always have a lot of fun. I don't, well, I've never heard of anyone not having a lot of fun. So uh, if they didn't, maybe they just didn't tell me. So make sure if you have a chance to do that. And of course, as always, make sure you're checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Go Steelers. Let's get another victory. Let's get to that 10-0. And as always, thanks for geeking out with us.